Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. So I was checking my statistics, and it turns out that only one of you guys aren't subscribed. So if you don't want to be that one holdout, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Bobbert Gnarly. Sure, the longest a customer will ever have to wait is 15 seconds. So I worked in a store that wasn't very busy until 3pm and only had 2-3 to three employees on the floor in the morning. We were getting complaints from customers that they'd have to wait a minute or two at the register before getting checked out. We were always filling stock in the aisles and weren't allowed to just stay at the register. Management decided that the longest any customer should have to wait was 15 seconds before starting checkout. As I always do when given tasks that contradict each other, I ask, hey, what gets priority? Getting our stock out or ensuring this checkout happens within 15 seconds? They confirmed that it was the customer service and that it was a top priority. Perfect. I had my car to stock and I was in charge of the register. My cart was about 7 seconds of walking time away from where I could view the register, so I literally walked for 7 seconds, checked, walked back for 7 seconds, which left me with a single second to do stock. Normally you can get a cart of stock out in 30 minutes. My cart was still quite full after about 4 hours. Management came by and saw me walking back and forth, barely doing any work. I reminded her that what I was doing was top priority, and since I wasn't allowed to stay at the register, that I was accomplishing both my tasks in the most efficient way possible. The next day, the 15 second rule had been abolished. If you go to a convenience store, and you walk in, you grab something, and you walk up to the checkout line, is waiting one minute to get checked out a considerable amount of time to you? Like if you had to wait there for an entire 60 seconds waiting for the clerk to come to the checkout, would that seem overly annoying compared to expectations? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by ECD Muppet. Being an engineer is freaking based when your management is incompetent. I'm a factory automotion engineer with companies like Tesla on my resume. At my current factory job, shortly after I joined the company, I solved a problem that one of our processes had been having for literally the entire 20 years this factory has been standing because my specific educational focus in engineering school was centered around exactly the kind of problem this process was having. I had the permission from my direct supervisor and production management to implement the fix for this specific factory line. The other lines were running well enough without it that I didn't feel it was necessary to apply it across the factory. It was just this one line that ran like crap for whatever reason, so I fixed the problem I saw. I did this for about 6 months and managed to fix the problem with literally dozens of different processes across the factory. All the while, I had no idea that there was a rule determined by our corporate engineering manager that all factory processes had to run on the same set of control parameters, and that we were forbidden from changing the parameters that I had been running around changing. I didn't know this was a rule, and I never thought to consider that it might be a rule because it's an absolutely stupid rule. Process controls are supposed to be tuned individually to the equipment they're controlling. Every piece of industrial hardware is slightly different, even when the equipment is ostensibly identical. Without getting too technical, things like electric motors have subtle variations in the windings that make them respond differently to current flowing through them. 
Heating units have slightly different thermal mass and other properties that make them heat up a little faster or slower. The automated controls for those processes have to use slightly different control parameters to account for these subtle differences in equipment. But apparently, the manager read about corporate standardization in a book somewhere and decided that every line across all of our factories needed to run the same controller constants. He had spent years in his own factory forcing his technicians to find a single set of parameters that worked across all his lines. Apparently he managed to find a set of parameters that didn't cause the equipment to catch fire, so in his infinite wisdom, he had spent the last 5 or 6 years shoving that mandate up the butt of all his technicians and subordinate engineers, so that he could report to his bosses that he'd been putting the hammer down standardizing our processes. So in his eyes, I was freaking up the whole factory by tuning those controller constants to match the hardware they were running on. After trying to explain that's not how any of this works, and getting about as far as that old lady in the commercial, I acquiesced to the manager's very explicit and stern demands to put everything back exactly the way it was supposed to be. I barely managed to avoid being fired on the spot by apologizing profusely for my mistake because I didn't realize that there was a standard in place. So when scrap and quality rejects at our factory doubled in a single week and we lost about 70 hours of uptime because of jammed up processes at a cost of about $10,000 per hour and lost productivity, There was suddenly a big meeting demanded by corporate to come yell at us for costing the company about 2 million bucks in one week between all the increased scrap and downtime. At that meeting, I explained exactly the changes that I'd been making to the processes over the course of the previous 6 months. I had charts from our historian for every single process before I made my original changes, after I made the changes, and after I was compelled under threat of losing my job to revert all the changes I made back to the original parameters. I got the opportunity to explain to that engineering manager's boss that homogenizing code and standardizing processes is a good idea on the whole, but that there are specific equipment parameters that need to be tuned individually for each process they're running on and that these parameters often need to be retuned if something about the process changes in a way that affects the performance of that process, such as changes in materials or natural wear and tear on components. And I explained that while one factory was able to find a set of parameters that worked across all their lines without causing catastrophic failures, most of those lines were actually performing quite sluggishly and I demonstrated using our own plant's data how similarly performing lines at our factory before my changes dramatically improved yield and uptime when the processes were tuned individually. The corporate engineer manager got fired and I got 40% of my annual salary as a bonus this year, along with everyone at my plant getting maxed out bonuses because of how well the plant performed this year. This is definitely a situation of a manager that has good ideas, but actually doesn't understand what they're doing. Maybe what I should say is good intentions, not good ideas. Our next story is by Demonox. District manager wanted us to treat customers like our best friend. Okay. Retail time. Those were the days. I worked in the number three office supply chain in the country. Small flex, as there were only three office supply chains at the time. 
Well, I had one of those district managers that went to district manager school and did all the district manager things. You know, sending emails with random words and bold different fonts, colors. His emails read like William Shatner having a stroke. The dude was a company man. Read, over-enthusiastic. Corporate had released a new policy about how we should set the standard for customer interaction. Don't just say hi or welcome to when a customer walks in, but treat them like you're happy they're there. Express interest in them at a unique level. If they're wearing a sports team hat and you know the team, say, hey, great game last night, right? The general idea was to personalize the experience. Don't just sound like an NPC in a video game saying the same lines again and again to everyone. Well, Mr. District Manager Guy, living close to our store, popped in the day of the store meeting where this was all announced, and decided to encourage us and lead by example. That's actually pretty cool of a district manager to do, but he also had a history of throwing tantrums. And we were like the bad news bears of the district, so it was more treating us like little kids. It felt more condescending than anything. Mr. District Manager interpreted the new policy to be, talk to the customer like they're your best friend. We roleplayed, and he would berate employee after employee to get it right. Roleplaying in retail is always awkward, and this isn't a theater troupe. They aren't trained actors. The majority of the staff is first-time job high school kids and part-time college kids. I was the latter. Our performances were not Hollywood. He wanted Hollywood. And me? I'm a sarcastic clown who loves having a little fun. The kind of guy that practices making ridiculous faces in the mirror so I can try them out on unsuspecting friends later. I love an audience. Don't give me an excuse to be ridiculous. So the store opens at 8am, customers start coming in, and Mr. District Manager is still there watching our performance and rating us, but not being as loudly snide in front of the customers. Finally, it's my turn, and he's once again repeating out loud, Remember, you need to treat the customer like you would treat your best friend walking into your house. I recognized the customer who walked in, an old guy in his 60s we gave the name of Reno, and I know he heard every word the district manager said. Reno's one of our favorite customers. You're about to understand why. Reno walks up to me. I say, hey dude, what's up? Reno says, you know man, same crap, different day, right? I say, tell me about it. My district manager's been a real pain in the butt lately with some dumb new idea that's probably going to blow up in his face. Reno laughs and says, sounds about right. Hey, I need to get some folders for a presentation for the condo association. Know where those are? I say, back of the store. Find them yourself, dude. I'm not your servant. Reno says, fair enough. Think your manager buddy's figured out how stupid this is yet? I say, I don't know, man. He's not that bright. Reno laughs, loud as he's prone to, and takes a step up to my district manager, gives him a big slap on the arm, the kind that ends with his hand gripping the arm up high by the shoulder, stares him in the eyes, gives his shoulder a small shake. I think he'll figure it out. He doesn't want to make the store's best customer angry. And Reno walks off. Mr. District Manager's beat red angry. If he were a cartoon, there would be steam. He breathes and practically hisses through clenched teeth asking, Just what the heck was I trying to pull? I do my best Joey from Friends. What? You said treat him like my best friend, and Reno practically lives here. I got written up again that day. Hashtag worth it. So many times I should have been fired from that job. Also, this was like 2004. 
so obviously I didn't get the word-for-word banter perfectly memorized, but that's the kind of guy Reno was, and that's the kind of employee I was, and that's the setup we were given. Hey, what's up, man? You here to pick up some more crap? Alright, bro, just annoy me if you need something, I guess. Okay, bet. See you around, bro. I'd be really cut out for this store. And our final story of the day is by Royal Rose. If someone asks you for help, you need approval to help them. Okay, got it, boss. I work in a law firm as a legal assistant. My boss does not like me. No clue why. She just doesn't. I'm not unconvinced the only reason I haven't been fired is because every attorney I support hardcore goes to bat for me. Now, one thing that infuriates me about their hiring processes is that they do not in any way, shape, or form inquire about computer skills. We are, I guess you could say, tech-adjacent due to the type of law we practice, but I've also interviewed at many other firms who require a typing test and some sort of Microsoft literacy test. I've come to be known as a computer whiz kid. I'm not even that great, I'm just really good with Microsoft products. My middle and high school were a bit obsessed with us having computer skills, so I was Microsoft certified at like 14 years old, and while a lot of knowledge base is gone, I still know my way around an Excel file. This is where I think my manager started to not like me. Within a month of me starting, I showed her up multiple times on how to do things, but this was all one-on-one training. Not like I called her out in a meeting. She would show me how to do something, like say how to concatenate in Excel. I couldn't even tell you how she was doing it because it was so convoluted and cumbersome. I asked if I could show her how to do it properly, and she said yes, and then was stunned when I did it in two minutes versus the half-hour explanation she had given to me. This repeated itself with several other things, and finally, I just stopped making suggestions because it became clear she didn't want to hear them. Because why let someone help you become more efficient, right? As my attorneys spread my skills to the rest of the firm, I was starting to be asked to help with other people's tasks so they were done quickly. Then other attorneys started telling their assistants to ask me for help. I never minded as they always asked if I had time before just assuming I would help them. My manager caught wind of this and had a meeting with myself in HR that I was doing unsanctioned and unapproved training, her words not mine. I brought up that people come to me, I don't seek them out, and she said, but you need to run everything by me. I asked if I had to do that if it was a 30 second fix, and she said yes. Okay, you got it. So I did just that. Someone asks me for help fixing a document header. Hey manager, okay if I show so and so this. Someone asks me how to make Excel columns all the same size. Hi, manager, am I okay to help? Get asked how I can make it so when I copy and paste it's in the specific format. Manager, can I show them? And to cover my bases, I copied HR. Wanted to show that I'm abiding by the rules. Multiple times a day. I'll give her credit, she lasted almost a month, but I was PTO one week. I was then told I'm allowed to assist others with Microsoft products without running it by her. By now, I'm not asked nearly as much to help, mainly because my knowledge has spread. As I would never just do it for them, I would show them how to do whatever it was and send a follow-up email with the steps. She still isn't my biggest fan, but can't say I give a care. I think it's great that OP's willing to just help these people out, properly teach them or let them do it themselves, and then give them the steps so if they need a quick refresher they can just look that up. I think the most important thing is just being a good Googler. I'm willing to bet 99% of these things that OP was able to help these people with 
if they were half decent at just kind of Google fooing around, there wouldn't be any issue anywhere. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.